Welcome to the Mental Hogs Podcast, sponsored by Kurtz Coolers. This is where we talk about past and future events for the Mental Hogs. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Bridge and Stevie Dom. Hello, and welcome to the seventh and final episode of the Mitchell Hawks podcast in 2023. My name is Stevie Dom. I'm here alongside Mitchell Hawks general manager, Scott Bridge. How's it going today, Scott? Fantastic, Steve. How about you? I'm doing all right. Feeling better than I was last week, so that's a plus. Let's just get right into what happened this weekend, the week that was sponsored by Woodcock Brothers Transportation Group locating in Sieverville, a private family-owned business committed to on-time transportation service for all their customers. This past week, the Hawks finished their second-round series against the Hanover Barons. Unfortunately, it was on the losing end. Um, The Hawks ended up losing four games to one. They did, however, end up winning their Wednesday night game against the Barons, four to one to avoid the sweep for one, and unable to keep the series alive. Friday night in Game 5 as they lost 3-1. to one. The Hawks would finish their season second in the North Pollock Division with a 26-11-3-2 record. They then swept their first-round series against the Goddard Flyers. Unfortunately, as we now know, they lost four games to one in Round 2 against the Hanover Barons. Scott, what did you see throughout this season as a whole? Some, pl- the, some ups, some downs. What, what were some of the highlights for you? Well, I guess as a whole there, Steve-O, it was a, uh, it, right, we finished right where we wanted to in the, uh, in the standings. We, we knew that, we knew that Mount Force was going to have a really good team this year. It was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, just a matter on, uh, on how their goaltending and defense were going to, to hold up. We knew they were going to have a strong offense and, and we knew that we wanted to finish right behind, right with them if we could in the regular season. Yeah, we did that. So we hit our goal of, of hitting second place, which uh, it, <laughs> at the uh, tail end of the regular season, I mean, we just squeaked, uh, squeaked into second place. That, that was very, very tight. Uh, yeah. It could have went either way. And so it was right where we wanted to finish. We, we had faith in our team that that uh, that we could make some noise. And at the end of the season, we did that. Um, a lot of the highs, I think, this year were, were watching a lot of our um, our first year players grow and it uh, it started right from our 16 year old Hayden Hessel who we brought in from BCH this year and and um, felt that with him being an 06 he he really held his own it's uh, it's not easy when you can only take one 16 year old card on your team and uh, we knew going into the into the spring skate we were gonna have a, a good look at some some nice 16 year old crop coming through and and Hayden was um, was one guy that the coaching staff kept coming back to and after seeing him in spring skate and, and uh, myself and Josh Keel kept talking about. So we were happy and fortunate to bring him into the fold this year. And, and then watching some of our 17 year olds grow as well. Talbot Geiger and Dawson Dietz and Jonathan Tenhag um, watching those guys uh, grow as the season uh, goes on. And with Tenhag starting the season on the injured reserve, it was, um, it was finally nice to get him back into the lineup and Dawson Dietz, you know, we tend to forget he started the year off on the IR as well. So it was nice to get those guys in and, and watch them, uh, watch them continue to get better and, and, and grow and Braden Vosper, Zach McCann, another, uh, another set of young guys that, that came in and, and did their job without ever complaining. And it was, uh, it was really nice to see them uh, get better and, and compete at, uh, at the top of their game. Yeah. So, and with all of that, um, at the top of their game, they end up finishing second, um, which lined them up to face probably one of the more competitive Godrich Flyers team in the past couple of years. Despite their record and some of the stats, they were a much better team than they have been in previous years, like the last couple of years, I suppose. Um, but they, the Hawks played well against the Flyers in their series, uh, sweeping them. What were some of the things that, uh, highlights in that series for you? Well, uh, watching Liam McCarthy make a, a lot of saves for the Codridge Flyers. Um, you know what? Everybody likes stiff competition. Everybody loves competition. And watching McCarthy play, it was it was stellar. And then watching our goaltender make save for save when it, when it mattered most was huge in Josh Jacklin. He was standing on his head uh, when we needed him to. So you're right. Godrich had a competitive team. We we did see, um, uh, I'd say, a handful of their players 
at our spring skate rookie camp. So uh, we knew what we were up against going against them in the first round. Uh, Jack Stecco, always, uh, always a battler on the back end. Heck, you can put him defense. You can put him forward. Uh, he's going to be uh, a tough competitor night in and night out. So yeah, they, they had some, they had some guys that were, uh, that, that were rock and rolling and, and Fritz Lee had a, had a great series against us. So yeah, they, they had a handful of guys that, that were doing some damage and guys that we're going to have to circle next year to watch. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we ran into uh, a hot goalie after we faced the Flyers, who also had a hot goalie, but we found a way um, to get by him, uh, McCarthy. But uh, we ended up running into Riley McCabe and the Hanover Barons, who, uh, despite the, the round score being four games to one, every game was fairly close. For the most part, um, both teams were very similar. Um, what did you see in that series? Yeah, we ran into a hot goalie and we just failed to score goals. We knew going into it, I think we touched on it in the uh, podcast leading up to playing Hanover. We're, we're going to have to score because we know that the Barons, they've got firepower. And we knew we had the goaltending and the defense to keep us in the game. But we needed our offense to uh, take us to that next level. And we just failed to do it. You know, we just, uh, would we score eight goals in five games? And that's yeah. unfortunately in the semifinals just isn't going to cut it. And yeah, when you run into probably the, the best goaltender in our division, um, you know, obviously we've got a, a soft spot for Josh Jacklin being our guy. But uh, when it comes to the opposing goaltenders, I, I think Ryland McCabe's got to be the best uh, in our division. So we, we, we tried everything that we could. Uh, we tried screening. We tried uh, getting under his skin. We uh, tried a, a pile of different things to change it up. And yeah. we, just, uh, we, just, we just failed to capitalize. So that is one thing that, um, that, is one thing that, that, that yeah, we, can, we can talk about over and over again. But, um, yeah, it was, just, it was scoring goals that was, that was our nemesis in the semifinals. Yeah, and you know the tough part about um, losing this series because it doesn't only mean um, the season's over, but also means it's uh, the end of the career for some of our Hawks players and staff. Um, I'm just going to go over a couple of those players uh, and the the staff members who are leaving this this year, and then uh, we can just give our thoughts about what they meant to this organization while they are here. Uh, first up. I have forward assistant captain number nine, Braden Burdett. Braden played three seasons for the Mitchell Hawks dating back to the 2019-20 season. He scored 30 goals and 27 assists for 57 points in 71 games as a Hawk and was a point-per-game player this season. He was a member of the Hawks team last season who won the Pollock Division title. Brendan was also among the leadership group and wasn't afraid to stand up for his teammates and why he believes them, earning him an A on his sweater as an assistant captain. We thank Braden for his hard work and dedication for over the last three seasons and wish him the best of luck in the future. What did Braden Burdett mean to this team? Well, obviously he's, uh, he's had a lot of memorable games. Um, probably my, uh, my uh, number one memory for, uh, for his, uh, well, the, the number one goal that he scored was in overtime against Stainer uh, last year. When the uh, when the Hawks moved on past the the Hanover Barons to play uh, Stainer in the Schmaltz Cup, and uh, Burdett scored an overtime winning goal to to um, to get Mitchell right back into that series, and the celebration that uh, that came with that goal afterwards, he he I think he came in down the left wing, top of the circle, snapped it high glove, and instead of everybody celebrating on the ice, he pointed at the uh, at the uh, door, the gate, to go off to the ice, and as he's pointing at it. He runs straight off the ice, and the rest of his teammates all in a single file just follow him one after one after one after one, and they celebrated in the hallway and in the dressing room after that game. So um, he's got a lot of me more memorable goals too, but uh, he he definitely – on that team that won last year, um, he was a big part of that team. We can't forget uh, sometimes it's it's always what have you done for me lately and everything like that, but – you got to remember, you know, years past, uh, what 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 led to uh, to the player that he is now. So, um, I think that that goal is probably his most memorable, and it uh, it was a huge goal for for the Mitchell Hawks. And 
Obviously, he's uh, he's tight with um, with the other OAs on the team, and um, those guys are a pretty tight knit group with one another. And um, we're just happy that uh, that that our that our uh, overage group and that our uh, leadership group all got along together. Yeah, and you talk about our leadership group and our OAs, which leads us into our second player who's moving on this season. Um, forward assistant captain number 19, Tyson Hall. Tyson played five seasons with the Mitchell Hawks dating back to the 2017-18 season. He scored 54 goals and 54 assists for 108 points and 152 games in his Hawks career. He was a member of last season's team who won the Pollock Division title and was among the leadership group. He is well-liked by his teammates, works hard, and has always been super dedicated to the Hawks, which earned him an assistant captain honors. We thank Tyson for his five seasons of hard work and leadership as the Mitchell Hawks wish him nothing but the best in the future. Um, Haller was one of the top point getters um, during his time as the Hawks. Um, what did he mean to this team? A lot. Uh, well over 100 points in his uh, in his junior career. Um, semi-local, right? Stratford. So uh, yeah. right, right down the road from Mitchell. So he... Um, yeah, he, he's a great leader. I mean, uh, when I first uh, uh, stepped foot in these shoes um, at the beginning of the year, he was uh, he was one of the first guys to come up and and uh, welcome me into the organization and have a nice conversation that way. Um, even uh, through the spring skate leading up to the regular season, he wanted uh, wanted nothing but to be uh, one nothing wanted to be but a Mitchell Hawk, and uh, that was awesome because he was very high on our radar to come back this year and and for him to be present and and wanting to be a part of the team meant a lot so uh, he was always one guy we count on uh big depth top six forward speed uh set of hands skilled he's got a great shot which um i know at times uh the coaching staff were maybe thinking uh he'd want him to rip those pucks but he would you know he's self selfless player and would not you know, we'd think of other guys first and maybe uh, pass the puck off, but just because he's got such a good shot, you want to see him use it. And um, so I, I think he has all the tools uh, uh, to make a great uh, junior player and, and the Mitchell Hawks uh, very fortunate to have him for his junior career. And um, hopefully he uh, rubbed off on a lot of the young guys coming up in the organization. Yeah. And someone else who, I definitely know for a fact has rubbed off on a lot of the younger guys um, on the defensive core is defenseman uh, assistant captain number 20, Charlie Rankin. Charlie also played five seasons as a Mitchell Hawk dating back to 2017, 18. Charlie scored 11 goals and 40 assists for 51 points in 103 games played. Uh, Charlie was also part of the team last year who won the Pollock division title. Charlie was a super hardworking and dedicated uh, to his craft as a defenseman with the Hawks. This, as well as his calming demeanor, earned him an assistant captain honor for the Mitchell Hawks. Uh, we thank Charlie for his five seasons of dedication and leadership and wish him nothing but the best in the future. What did Charlie Rankin mean to this team, not only on the ice, but off the ice? Well, he's a heart and soul type guy. And we I forgot to mention at the beginning, he started the year even banged up too as well. So we were without his services to start the season and and he left a big void on on the back end. I mean, obviously we've we've got a really deep uh, talented core and and um, other guys stood up and and filled in that gap, but it was a gap that we, it's, it wasn't easy to fill. And after every home game, I mean, you, the kids down in the in the hallway and behind the curtain, the, they're always asking for Charlie. You know, can Charlie come out and sign my hat? Can Charlie come out and sign my jersey? Sign my puck? Um, sign the sign my sign this stick? Um, Want to get a picture with Charlie? 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 So, I mean, the kids are always asking for him, and I know the uh, um, this our social media team had some great pictures last year of of uh, Charlie with, uh, with kids before, uh, before games with big smiles on their faces. So he's one guy that, that, uh, yeah, he's very talented on the back end. started his junior career as a forward and then moved to back, moved to the back end. So a very versatile guy that, that you can rely on to play all positions. But, uh, he, you know, you talk to Louie, Holden, Kenny and, uh, Ben, and he's, he's a coach's dream too, as well. He's, uh, 
yeah, you, you said it, uh, Steve. He rubs off on the players, rubs off on the on the young fans, the coaches, myself. So he's a um, happy-go-lucky guy. And, and uh, again, I wish him nothing but the best uh, moving forward. It, it sucks when uh, – when guys age out, because there's just there's so, there's some guys you want to hang on to forever, and, and he's the type of guy that you'd uh, love to bring back year after year. And someone else you'd love to bring back year after year. Another heart and soul guy uh, on this team is forward, the captain, number three, Mark Cassidy. Uh, Mark has been a member of the Hawks for two seasons, as he was an off-season acquisitions in the 2021-22 season previously playing for the Lucan Irish. In four junior seasons, Mark scored 58 goals, 35 of those as a Hawk, 47 assists, 39 of those as a Hawk, and 107 games, 71 of those as a Hawk, and was above a point-per-game player this season. Mark was on the team last season who won the Pollock Division title and a part of the leadership group this year. Mark's hard work and dedication, as well as his willingness to stand up for his teammates and what he believes in, earned Mark's honors of being the Mitchell Hawks captain for the 2022-23 season. We thank Mark for his hard work and dedication over the last two seasons as Hawk and throughout his entire four-year junior career and wish him nothing but the, but the best of luck in the, his future. Um, what does someone like Mark Cassidy mean to this team? Obviously, being so important off the ice and on the ice, um, what did he mean to this team? Well, it stems back to last year too as well, right? A big factor uh, with the championship team and everything that he brings to the table, Steve-O, um, as a captain this year, um, we, we look to him for leadership and guidance and, and, uh, any time that Louie, uh, Kenny Holden, Benny needed to, uh, to get something through, he was always the guy that, that we would go to and talk to. And, um, even on road games, you know, he'd bring him to the front of the bus, go over line combos, do things make sense, Cass, and yeah, maybe switch this, switch that, move this, move that, always wanting his input. And um, he always had positive in- input to give to us too as well. Uh, he was very open and honest um, right from the get-go with, with uh, when I started with the Mitchell Hawks, so we can appreciate that as um, as he's a heart and soul type guy too. And, and he wanted nothing uh, but the best for the Mitchell Hawks this year, so it's you know for a guy like that to wear the captain and and uh, and and not get it done this year is a little heartbreaking because he's the type of guy you want to win with and yeah. um it, you know it's so it again it sucks when guys age out um but uh, i was very fortunate that i could spend um this this year with Cass and and chat with him and and um just enjoy uh his uh his last bit of junior eligibility together and i'm glad that um Glad that we could be part of the same team this year, and hopefully we stay in touch with him uh, as as he as he grows. He's he's a he's a great guy off the ice too as well. He, uh, all the guys love him. Um, you can definitely tell that they uh, they enjoyed hanging out together, and and uh, he's just 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 as a guy uh, off the ice as he is on the ice. So um, yeah, to Cast Man, thanks for uh, thanks for everything this year, and um, thanks for being uh, thanks for being the captain of the team and. Um, again, just like Steve-O said, uh, wish you but nothing but success. Um, whether you play senior hockey or, or whatever route you go, man, you're, you're going to do fantastic. Yeah. Um, and someone else who uh, meant a lot to this team off the ice sometimes didn't um, always get as much recognition as uh, other members of the organization but deserves uh, any praise that she gets um, is Mitchell Hawks trainer, and physical therapist Christine Kristen Luigi. Uh, Kristen's been the Hawks trainer for the past seven years. She has been a huge asset for the Hawks teams as she's played a huge role in ensuring that the Hawks players aren't just healthy on the ice but off the ice. Uh, the Hawks would like to give a huge thanks to Kristen for her hard work and dedication. Wish her luck with her future endeavors. Uh, thank you, Kristen, for everything that you have done. Yeah, Kristen, uh, she's an absolute champ. Um, that's not an easy job. Uh, when you're dealing with, uh, well, we started the year with 25 guys until we had uh, um, scraped the roster down to 23. We had, we, <laughs> we didn't, we went through 80% of the year um, without having a healthy roster. We didn't get completely healthy, and we didn't even finish the season healthy. We were never healthy 100% at all 
not one second this season. And so you could just imagine what Kristen's job um, entitled this year. There was always two or three guys that uh, needed consistent uh, um, consistent work on, uh, whether it was wrist, shoulder, knee, ankle, back, neck, uh, you name it. She's uh, she was she was working on it all this year, Stevo. So again, that's yeah. not that's not an easy job. Um, is this game's getting uh, uh, faster? Is this league is getting better and better? Um, these these kids want to be in tip top shape to uh, to compete, and she's getting them to the level uh, from being injured to being hundred uh, percent uh, good to go. So, um, yeah, Kristen, thank you for for everything this year. Uh, those are uh, not small shoes to fill, and no. uh, it's not going to be uh, not going to be easy to uh, to replace her. No, and someone who's going to be really hard to replace um, is the real heart and soul of this team is the head coach, Louie Livingston. Louie joined the Hawks in the offseason of the 2021-22 season after the COVID break. He coached the Hawks to a 56-16-6-2 record in his tenure as Hawks head coach. In two regular seasons, he finished second place in the North Pollock Division both seasons. His defensive strategies led the Hawks to the least goals allowed in the Pollock Division both years. Louis also led the 2021-22 team to a Pollock Division title. Louis is one of the nicest, most genuine people you will ever meet. What you see is what you get with Louis. This is what led him to his success not only as Hawks head coach, but throughout his coaching career, and is one of the many reasons why he will be missed. We thank Louis for his dedication to the Mitchell Hawks and wish him nothing but the best of luck for the rest of his coaching career. Um. It's going to be really hard to move on from someone like Louis Livingston. What are some of the things that he did that he'll leave behind to help that process? I uh, Louis just Louis was Louis was the same. Louis never changed. He never never put on a show. Um, he was honest all the time. He was passionate all the time. He was uh, um, a true teammate all the time. Um, it helps that I've got some history with Louie in, uh, in the PGHL too as well. So um, knowing Louie uh, before taking over this job and, and uh, spending time with him in the past uh, definitely uh, goes a long ways. But um, he's going to be truly missed. He's, he's one of a kind. Um, I, I could go on all day about Louie. It was just an absolute pleasure working with him this year. Um, one guy that, that's going to be missed, but man, am I excited about all the memories that I made with Louie this year? Um, he was, uh, he was just dynamite, uh, to be around, um, travel to the practices together and travel to the, uh, to the rink together, um, talking sports all the time. Uh, we've got a lot of the same favorite sports teams in common, with the Blue Jays and the Maple Leafs and like a lot of the same golfers. So talk even golf too, as well. And, uh, um, he's got a great family too, as well. And, uh, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be sad to, uh, uh, not start next year with them, but Hey, we've got the golf tournament coming up that, uh, we'll hopefully hang out, hang out at. We've got uh, the barbecue coming up. Uh, we're going to hang out at, and I do know that I'll be seeing him at the, uh, listable golf course as well this summer, which, uh, it's hard to talk to him because he always has like 12 guys standing around that want to talk to him <laughs> yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, if that's the case, I'll just give him a, a wave, a head nod of a, and a handshake and continue on my way. Cause he always seems to be a marked man. Uh, yeah. everybody wanting some of his attention when he's, uh, when he's out in the public too. You mentioned making a bunch of memories with Louie. Is there any one that sticks out more than the other with Louie that you just comes to mind right now? Uh, it, it there's so many good ones, but I think it comes back to that, to that winning Wingham Ironman team that they had. Um, that's when I truly got to know Louie. Um, obviously, um, was uh, good friends with Bill Brown, the late Bill Brown, and um, and really uh, got to know Louie through Bill as they were coaching together that Wingham Ironman team. But just hanging out with Bill and then having Louie, uh, or maybe it was those two hanging out. It was me just kind of. Uh, uh, you know, hanging on to their uh, coattails, hanging out uh, before the games and after the games and that. Um, but uh, I guess it, it, my favorite memory was just getting to know Louie. And um, 
and hearing those hockey stories and and that was almost 10 years ago so um that's probably my favorite memory and then uh and then that long playoff run um you know watching them win the championship and then and then making it uh making it to the Schmaltz Cup semifinals and just how hard that how hard he had that team working and the passion that those players had night in and night out and it was uh Bill and it was uh it was Louie and those guys, uh, those guys were, were definitely the heartbeat, the voice, and and everything that uh, everything that, that team had uh, going for them were, were those guys uh, leading them in the right direction. So that was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I already had res- you know respect leading up to that point, but uh, geez, the respect afterwards uh, just grew that much more. Yeah, and we can't say enough about these players and staff members about what they meant to this organization, and they will surely be missed. So. Braden, Tyson, Charlie, Mark, Kristen, and Louie, thank you that for all of you done. It will surely be missed, um, and it will not go forgotten. Anything you'd like to say to all of them before we move on to our next segment of the show? Uh, again, thank you for all the memories, um, every single one of you. It, um, it was an absolute pleasure working with you this year. Um, I won't forget this uh, this year with... Uh, with all the memories and it was great having conversations with, with all he is uh, throughout the regular season. I think, well, I don't think I, I know that um, I learned something from, from each and every one of you. So thank you very much. And um, not going to be easy to, uh, to fill the shoes of, of any of, of you uh, when it comes to next year. So um, shoes will have to be filled, but uh, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And that will lead us into our second segment of the show, the off-season to come, sponsored by Hoagies Farm Supplies, located in Broadhagen. Hoagies is a third-generation family-owned farming supply business serving surround rural area, rural communities since 1948. Uh, today, we welcome back a former guest to the show, Corey Broughton. Corey is currently the Mitchell Hawks president. He is going to come on and update you all on upcoming fundraisers and team events for this offseason for the Hawks. Welcome back, Corey Broughton. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scotty. Corey, how's Corey? it going? It's going good. Now, the Hawks have, I believe, four fundraisers this uh, this this offseason. Um, I'm just going to start list one by one, and you can just give the details uh, for the people listening. Uh, to start off, uh, the pork chop dinner. May 13th, uh, takeouts 4.30 till 5, and sit-downs from 5 till 7. Uh, we'll be doing player awards that night, so all the players will be there if anybody wants to come hang out with them. Um, the pork producers, Perth County pork producers, are doing the barbecuing again this year. So we got a pork chop, baked potato, baked beans, coleslaw, bun, and dessert, and those tickets are $25.00 a piece and you can get them from any executive member uh myself or if you want to stop into mitchell tire my number is 519-274-4250 i'm usually available anytime scott you ended up having that pork chop dinner last year how was it fantastic and I think Corey was nice enough to give me seconds, even though I really didn't deserve it. It was, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. It, great portions, by the way. You just, you don't leave hungry. Yeah, I think yeah. it was ten ounce pork chops last year. I think we're gonna do the, do those again. So it was good. Now on to uh, the next event, uh, the spring skate. Uh, what's going on with that? I know it's coming up soon in Stratford. Uh, what's what's going on with that? Uh, we got the RBC Rankin Strafford on June 7th and June 14th from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Uh, we appreciate it if you register for that ahead by contacting Scott Bridge. Scott Bridge at live.com is his email or text him 519-588-7146. And he'll have all the details for that. So June 7th and 14th. And Stratford eight till ten. Now, Scott, um, the spring skate something that you're very involved in as the general manager. What are some of the things that uh, you have to do to get ready for that? Yeah, well, the biggest thing was uh, reserving that ice uh, well ahead of time. I, what was it, Corey? About two months ago, we did that. Yeah, um, it was 
it, hard getting ice last year. I mean, yeah, it was. We obviously would have liked to start it a little bit earlier. Um, our ideal time would be seven to nine, but they had nothing, absolutely nothing available uh, until eight. So, hey, we'll take what we can get. But um, the biggest thing was was finding the open ice for that, and Stratford's pretty central. Uh, it's where we wanted. We're familiar with the rink and the, and the setup there. Um, but yeah, the big thing is uh, right now reaching out to uh, reaching out to coaches and GMs um, of the of the minor levels, AAA, AA, single A, um, having conversations about certain players and um, who uh, who they think might be uh, able to make the jump next year. Um, believe it or not, there there's other. Um, uh, agents out there that I'm talking to right now where players have, have agents um, as they're working, uh, uh, wanting to go the college route. So looking to maybe get a, a year of junior in before doing that. So talking to them, um, anybody's welcome to, to reach out. We will need a permission to skate form from your minor hockey league club as well. Um, so we'll need that in order for you to, uh, to come out. So other than that, uh, let me know. We can have the conversation and reserve your spot. Right on. Um, now the next uh, event coming up is the AGM meetings. That's on May thirteenth. What's uh, what happens there, and what are what are some of the things that uh, you guys have to do for that? Uh, it's actually May thirty first, Steve. Oh, I apologize. My yep, no worries. We just don't want to get people mixed up here on the date. Um, yeah, it'll start at seven o'clock. Um, it's a vote year, so president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, and directors, all those positions are available up for grabs. So um, we're always looking for executive members to help out. So if you're interested in um, joining the executive, it'd be awesome. Uh, you can reach out to me and I can let everybody know you're coming join the meeting or if you're interested in one of those positions that are available let me know and we can uh so that's uh, may 31st at 7 p.m at the mitchell arena so how how does someone become uh, a part of the executive or any of those positions uh they'll have to come to the meeting right. um and then somebody will nominate them for whether if it be just to join the executive or maybe they want to a different job like treasurer or president or something like that and they'll get nominated somebody will second it and then they'll vote on it and if there's two two people that want the same job then they do a, a confidential vote and usually andy bader's there and he's usually does the the counting if that's the case so and the final event uh during the off season will be the golf tournament I know previously you said uh, it was sold out. Is that still the case, or what's going on with, with the golf tournament? Yeah, it's sold out, 48 teams. Um, got a wait list now. So, yeah, it's, cra it's crazy how fast it fills up. Like, I think this year was like a couple hours, and it was done. Like It's July 8th at the Mitchell Golf and Country Club. It's $100 for a non-member and $80 for a member for to play in it per player. We have whole sponsorship available for $150. Uh, we'll get a sign made with your business logo on it and Hawks logo, and we'll put it at the golf course there. And those are for $150. And we will, uh, if you want to do that, just let me know. And uh, we can hook you up with that, get that looked after too. So it's a great event. Like it's our biggest fundraiser and everybody has a great day at it. So and there's a lot that goes into that too. Like last year you had the hole in one sponsor for the vehicle. You had the Yeah, we had a hole in one for yeah. uh twenty five thousand, I think it was, and then another yeah. hole in one for a vehicle from Perth County Chrysler, and then well Cody Matthews IG Wealth Management did the twenty five thousand dollar hole in one. Yep. And yeah, yeah there it's fun. Like you got the putt and challenge and the longest drive for men and ladies and we got online on-course lunch, a couple sausage dogs and some snacks, chips, and yeah, it's good. This community support's amazing for it. Is there any any other events going on this off season that are coming up or anything else that the Hawks are doing uh, before the next season? We, we're in early talks of maybe doing an elimination draw at our, 
uh, ribbon tail dinner. In it's in November though, so that's a bit of a bit of way away. But a little bit of discussion on what we can do to raise more funds because, as everybody knows, the cost of everything's going up, and it's hard for uh, hard to run things whenever cost keeps rising on you. It, yeah, for sure. Um, we just before you came on, we were talking about some of the players and uh, members of the organization moving on. Is there anything that you would like to add to what we were saying to them? Well, I would like to thank every one of them for being part of the Hawks organization. Every one of them was a, a huge part of that Polak division championship. Um, everyone's always friendly. You know, they always come up to you. They treat the kids fantastic. My son spent a lot of time back there. They're all good with him and the kids. And I mean, it's going to be different walking through that curtain and not having Kristen on the other side too. She's always the first one to say hi. And Louie, how are you doing today? Everything good? <laughs> it's going to, he's, he's a good guy too. Like, I just want to thank all them for being a big part of that and being a member of the Hawks and hopefully uh, wish them nothing but the best. Thank you very much for those kind words for them. And thank you very much for coming on the show for a second time. I know it's a little bit out of your comfort zone. So we really do appreciate you coming on. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we move on to our final segment of the show? Yeah, I would like to thank um, all those fans, sponsors, like the ongoing sports crazy. We post online for bus sponsors and game sponsors. And I mean, if we, we could have had bus sponsors right through to the Schmaltz Cup, people just reaching out to us, wanting to support us. And we appreciate that. All our season sponsors. We got some of the best fans around. They follow us all over the all over the place on the road. It's amazing. Thanks to my executive that worked their butts off all year to make the club. And the coaching staff, Bridgie, Kristen, Mocha, all those guys back there making things run smooth. Thank you to them. And I think that's it, Steve. I think that's all I got to say. All right. Thank you very much, Corey. We'll let you uh... – Get on with the rest of your night, and uh, we'll see you next season. All right. Oh, and thank you, Steve, for what you did. I've almost forgot to thank you. You fell right into our lap, and it was, and it was nice to have you around doing the highlights and everything. Can't believe I almost forgot. I was looking right at you. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's my pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. I, none of this would be possible without you or anybody out the Mitchell Hawks. So uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll let you get on with the rest of your night all right thanks guys we'll see you thanks Corey. now our final segment of the show today uh, is our our interview segment sponsored by mitchell tire mitchell tire is a locally owned and operated tire auto service and sales company in mitchell it's been run since 1993 for all your passenger commercial truck or agricultural vehicle needs mitchell tire is fully licensed automotive company and has got you covered today I've decided to interview my co-host, Scott Bridge. I introduce him every show as my as the Mitchell Hawks general manager, but some of you might not completely know what that entails. So I'm just going to ask him a couple questions about his role as general manager. Um, so I suppose we'll get started here, Scott. When did, you, when did the uh, opportunity to become the Mitchell Hawks general manager first arise? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you... Uh, um doing this there steve it's uh humbling and i know you had a lot of guys to choose from so yeah um so yeah thanks for uh asking me to come on and do this um it was about a year ago that um that josh keel uh, gave me the call and and um wanted to just chit chat about uh about my future in junior hockey um it was with uh, the ckx team for the last 10 years uh color commentary next to steve sabrin um following this division uh, the Pollock division around and um, uh, we'd cover a uh, different junior team uh, every Friday night. And uh, we mixed in uh, about two cyclone games a, a month too, as well that we would do. So um, uh, Josh Keel had just approached me and, and um, asked if I was happy and which I said, yeah, very much. So I'm very happy uh, working the hockey games. I get to call hockey and, and uh, get paid for it. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then, and then he, um, 
he then uh, approached me with this opportunity. Um, at first I said, uh, I have to sleep on it. Um, I was very happy with what I was doing. And um, so we kind of left it for, uh, for a couple of weeks. And then Josh, you know, we're playing, playing golf and just chit-chatting. And he says, we got to sit down and take this conversation a little more serious. So we did that. And again, I just wasn't sure just wasn't hundred percent positive. And I think it was the third time that we sat down. That's when he just brought everything to the table and uh, what everything in, in titles and, and um, how we're going to go about business this year and, and where he, uh, where he wanted me to uh, just tell he just his vision too, as well. So um, I think after that, he left my house that night and, and uh, gave him, uh, gave me a handshake. I gave him a handshake and, and uh, agreed to come on board. So, um, that's kind of how that came to be. It, uh, it wasn't just an overnight thing. Obviously it's something you have to take pretty serious cause it's, um, there's a lot of, a lot of work behind the scenes and, and, um, I make sure that it's going to work. Obviously you had to sleep on it in a little bit and it took a little bit of time to come to the final decision to become general manager of the Mitchell Hawks. What was that final straw that convinced you, uh, to join as general manager? A lot of it was the staff that I was going to be able to work with. Um, obviously, working with Josh, I, I've known Josh for um, for a very long time. Um, so we played hockey together, we golfed together, baseball together. Uh, we were pretty much neighbors um, for a number of years too, as well. So it's uh, working hand in hand uh, with Keelster. There's um, uh, it was pretty much. Uh, uh, my number one thing for for coming on, but then uh, the bonus on top of that, being able to uh, to work with guys that you know in in Ben Nelson and following him his whole junior career and being able to work with him, Holden Lansink, uh, watched him right from his 16 year old year and graduating as a Cyclone and now working with him, uh, Kenny Jacklin as well, um, seeing him at the golf course and uh, being able to work with him, um, Louis Livingston we've touched on as well being able to work with him. So uh, that was, that was the big thing was, uh, was just the group that, uh, that I was going to be surrounded with this year. Yeah. Um, you mentioned before you were with CKNL. Um, so my question is, I guess, what was your first initial impressions of the Hawks back then? And what's your impressions of them when you came to join um, the organization? Yeah, they, they've always had a competitive team. And they've always had a loyal fan base, and that's that's one thing that that I I definitely knew of them uh, for a long time. And then uh, the year before COVID was a rough year, but a lot of exciting moves were made, uh, and bringing in Tyler Parr and bringing in Malcolm McLeod, Evan Dow, and um, bringing those guys on board that that was a huge stepping stone for the Mitchell Hawks organization. And then um, and then uh, having that run last year to win it all, but. Even years before that, I mean, you take a look at um, uh, the players that they had and, and Corey Dietz's days when he coached the coached the Mitchell Hawks too. They're always competitive. They always had a a, a fun team on the ice and always seemed to find good goaltenders. So it uh, um, always had um, a great relationship with the Hawks. And uh, but the number one thing as well was the fan base. Um, there's some there's some nights where you where you're uh, Friday night in a, in a home barn and there's not many butts in the seats and Mitchell never seemed to have that problem. So that was another, uh, another thing to take into consideration is the support from the town and Corey touched on it. Um, wouldn't be able to do it without them. And, and the Hawks always seem to have that support uh, year after year. And you just can't thank them enough for that. Yeah, for sure. The fans here have been phenomenal over the years. Um, what are for those who don't know? What are some of the things you do on a daily basis uh, as J GM? I talk to Josh Keel about uh, about hockey every day. Uh, Corey as well. I uh, talk to him every day about uh, uh, Corey. Uh, uh, Josh and I have our our group chat. We're always chatting about uh, things and um, league meetings and rules and um, how we're going to go about things. Um, and then as well, the, the coaching staff and, and myself and Josh have a group chat as well. And we're always chit-chatting every day. There, there's always something we're chit-chatting about and um, always picking each other's brains. So that's uh, that's one thing that, that, that seems to go on on a, on, on a regular basis. Um, there's not 
many decisions made um, without uh, input as well. There's there's a lot of things that uh, that are are left to the coaches uh, when it comes to uh, to line combos and um, other things like that with the players that Josh and I kind of stay out of. But there's a lot of things that with with our decisions that we rely on their input with. So it's a big team effort. Um, I wouldn't say there there's 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 one or two things that uh, um, I'm constantly working on by myself. It's 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 generally a team effort, and uh, no general manager is going to win without a good team uh, behind him. That that's for sure. I don't care what anybody says. It's it's not a one man show. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you didn't expect that uh, kind of came up as uh, through this year? Yeah, the biggest thing was uh, uh, when you have to trade uh, a player away. Um, we started off the season with a 25-man roster, and we had to trim it down to 23. Um, that was probably the uh, the most difficult time of the year. Uh, we obviously had to say uh, uh, say goodbye to uh, to a lot of really good kids. Um, uh, trading Declan Jamal was uh, was very tough. He's a heart and soul uh, type kid. He's uh, he wears the Hawks jersey um, as proud as anybody could be. Um, first one to show up at practice, one of the last ones to leave, um, team guy, everybody loved him. And, uh, you know, for us to make some adjustments, um, with, with, uh, with, to show our loyalty to other players through in the, or- that were with the organization years prior, um, tough decisions had to be made. Um, had some, some great conversations with Declan, um, leading up to, uh, leading up to his trade to Dorchester, but man, that was tough. Um, just because you, you like him, you like him so much as as a person. Um, he's a very talented goaltender. He's going to do great things, and um, so that that's tough. Though those are some hard things that uh, you you knew coming into it it was going to be hard. But un, until you have to go through it, um, you really don't realize um, just uh, just how hard it can be. And and um, obviously, uh, Aiden Gerard, another. Uh, defenseman that uh, that we signed he came to our spring camp we we uh, had him in some exhibition games and he played against us in a few exhibition games as well leading out of the stretch as other teams were interested in him and um, we were really banged up on the back end to start the season off and he's a guy that that uh, we we're able to sign at 11 30 at night on a Friday night before we played Saturday because we needed uh we needed a defenseman and uh we were happy to bring him on board and then and then uh, just do the numbers again um had to trim the woodstock and and uh again it's just having that conversation when they're so humble on the other end and realizing that you're just doing your job and and um and that you're looking out for their best interest at heart too so um you know connor lockhart again this year um kid that ran into injury problems and um we had to cut the roster down to 23 he's one guy that that we want him to be a part of the team is He's a big body. He's he gets along well with all the team with all his teammates, and again, he's uh, he's just one guy that that works hard and and uh, coaches really like him and and I liked him and unfortunately injuries just played a big big part in his year and he just wasn't able to get healthy. So um, we we're able to keep him on an AP card and at least uh, bring him out to practices, but his knee just wasn't uh, wasn't good enough to to continue. So. I mean, just making those decisions tough. You'd love for him to be, everybody to be part of the team. They're all those three guys I mentioned, and um, you know it's tough when uh, when you have to make those decisions. And um, as a GM, it's uh, having other conversations with other GMs throughout the league. I mean, they're they share the same stories too, and uh, uh, and what they've had to go through as well. So it's it's not easy, um, but it's it's stuff just has to get done. Yeah. And I guess those are some of the, I wouldn't say negative signs, but not fun sides of hockey, the business side, I guess. Um, what were some of the things then that you did enjoy what were the, this season, some of the highlights of being the general manager this season? Yeah, it has to start right from the spring skate last year and, and diving in, working with our uh, coaching staff and Josh. Uh, it was a, it was a fun spring. We uh, we had a great turnout. We had 40, uh, 40 kids come out to the spring skate, and uh, that was my first job um, when it came to uh, to being the GM was uh, was reaching out again to those AAA clubs, AA clubs, single A clubs, the 
your listable minor hockey, your BCH and, and, uh, St. Mary's and, and getting kids out. So the fact that we had 40 out was, uh, I was pretty thankful for that. There's a lot of emails, um, a lot of phone calls and a lot of follow-up emails and phone calls made to, to get kids out and, and, uh, you know, players that we, uh, we signed. So it, um, that, that was a lot of fun. It was, it, you know, did put some pressure on myself to, to make sure that the numbers were there as, as we wanted uh, to get a look at a lot of, a lot of good uh, young kids out there. So um, say the first, uh, the, yeah, the first thing that I had to do was, uh, was, uh, was, was pretty stressful there. But uh, again, again, it comes down to the help and, and the team around you. Uh, Josh was a big help with that. And uh, the other coaches were as well. They, they had some input on some kids to bring in and I was thankful that they did. Right. And I, I drilled you for question with questions for weeks. Um, including this last segment. Is there anything that you have for me before we uh, end the show? Yeah. I, if you could uh, just explain to uh, the audience out there, what it is you're going through school for um, and, uh, and kind of what it all entitles and, and how, uh, how you got involved with the, with the Mitchell Hawks. Okay. So um, I went to Fanshawe college. I guess the logo's right here. Um for the TV and film broadcasting program. Um, it's a two-year program, and the first year you get split into film and TV where you get to learn both sides of the broadcasting industry. Um, and then once you're done your first year, you get to choose between film and TV, and I chose the TV side uh, of the business. And with that, we get to learn everything from in-studio productions to mobile productions for like basketball games. Uh, we did the OCAA softball championships this year. Uh, we did the volleyball championships this year. We did stuff like that. We did some concerts. We did some news segments. We did stuff like that. Uh, we also get to learn the ins and outs of editing and uh, all sorts of softwares that uh, some people are un unaware of. Um, and some new technologies that are coming out. Um, but at the end of our second year, which is the second half, you can choose between two options. is the internship or the capstone. And the capstone is like a giant project where you put all the things that you've learned in, from school so far into one big project, or you can choose the internship. And the internship um, is, a, I believe, 14-week program where you get to – find an internship, uh, and you have to complete 160 hours. So um, our job was to find it, and I was trying to find an internship, and I came across uh, someone looking for an intern in uh, Chuck Basti. And Chuck Basti is a podcast host himself, and he also helped me with uh, the King Card and Bulldogs podcast. Uh, then... Uh, we, he had the idea to do this podcast as well as I am a local Mitchell uh, person. Um, and yeah, so then I came here and uh, started this podcast. Yeah, I've known Chuck for uh, for a number of years as well. And um, obviously, uh, being up in the broadcast booth last year, he always came up and, and chit chatted always. And it was uh, so um, we were very thankful that, um, that Chuck brought you to the table and uh, presented everything that you could do um, with us because there's throughout the year um, there's things that, that we had uh, visions on and you brought a lot of those visions to life uh, when it comes to going over video, uh, when it comes to putting together a highlight package for the guys to watch on goals for and against. Um, uh and I know there's a bunch of little things that Louie had asked you to put together to show the team in video, and you did just that. Um, these are things that, that we talked about all year that we wanted to get ahead of and, and bring into play, and, and you just brought all those visions to life. So um, we thank Chuck for his hard work, and then thank you for, uh, for putting up with, uh, putting up with, with us, Steve-O. It's uh, your absolute pleasure to work with. And um, another thing is... Uh, you have done some work with uh, Toronto Blue Jays, um, uh, uh, some work with the Blue Jays too as well. Um, kind of. So I worked for uh, CJCS in for doing Toronto Blue Jays games for many years as a board operator. 
However, I do have, uh, I had a tour uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays to tour their stadium one year. And I ended up talking to this guy named Mike Christensen. Mike Christensen is the, the, I believe he's the producer of technology for the Blue Jays, which means he's in charge of the Jumbotron. Any technology, anything that goes along with the, the Jumbotron, uh, he's involved with. And we just got to talking about um, tips and uh, ideas about where to go to get into that kind of industry. And he just left the room and he was like, I'll be right back. You guys stay here. And we waited and he came back, gave us, gave us his business card. And he says, in two months after the season starts, I want you to email me and I'll have you down here for a game. Sure enough, we emailed him and he got back to us right away and we got to go down to a Blue Jays game and I got to sit in and listen and watch um, the Masters at work and watch them go through a, a whole Blue Jays game and uh, I got to listen into the intercom, listen to what things they were saying, things that they were doing. Um, and then about, I'd say, halfway through the game, he had someone come and get me. And I went down underneath the stadium and they took me and showed me the media room, um, some of the trailers that are worth $4 million each. Um, uh, just showing me the ins and outs stuff that they do that not everybody knows is going on. And then um, they took me underneath uh, to where the dugouts are. And they show me where the replay rooms are. And they show me, uh, I believe I was, it was Baltimore playing that night. And they had two fold-up tables with about four or five uh, computers. And each computer a player can sit at, type their name in, and then if, say, it's a pitcher and they want to know what they did against Jose Bautista, they can go up and look every single bat they've ever had against Jose Bautista. And I just got to see stuff like that. And they took me underneath into the dugout, into the field level. And I just got to see all the things that that the professionals did and some of the things. And that just sparked my interest and sparked my passion for this industry and it is my goal to work either for the Blue Jays or work in a capacity like that because everything was so fine-tuned and so um, to perfection there was no screw-ups and if there was a screw-up um, it was fixable and everybody had each other's back and it was such a team team environment and it just um, it, it, it struck a passion in me that I've taken uh, with me until now. That's awesome. Yeah, once once you get the uh, once you get the taste of it, it's uh, it's definitely a great industry, great industry to be in. And yeah, um, yeah you just you just gotta you just gotta stick with it, and um, take every 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 take everything that you can uh, you can learn, but take every opportunity to grow as well. Um, if there's volunteer work in the industry somewhere, take it. You just never know who you're yeah. gonna meet. Uh, when you go do that volunteer work, you know, it's run a camera, it's, it's uh, do color commentary, it's do play by play uh, hosting. You just never know, gain as many contacts uh, as you can and work with them. Because um, you, you just don't know, uh, you know, when, when it might hit the jackpot and, and meet your future boss or, yeah. or your future employers. So um, any bit, any bit of advice, that's, that's what I've learned too. So yep. um, it's taken it runs. So no, so yeah, thank you for everything. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'll reiterate what you said. It's been so important. I think every single person that I've talked to in this industry, not only in this industry, but in other industries, just in college in general, um, have all said the same thing. It's all about working hard and getting yourself out there, getting yourself known, doing volunteer stuff, doing this, doing that, uh, which is why... Uh, I try so hard for stuff like this where maybe it's really a, a great opportunity. Who knows if it's going to be a lifetime doing it, who knows what it's going to lead to, but it's a really great learning experience and um, you just have to take those learning experiences and roll with it. And if you don't give it your all, then you won't learn anything. And that's why um, I take it so seriously when I do all these things. Cause 
I, I think it's very important to. Yeah. And when you're, when you, when you make good work, it's, it's easy to watch Steve-O it's uh, <laughs> and you do great work. So it's, uh, it's awesome. We'd, uh, we'd love to, we'd love to work with you at, at down the road too, as well. Right. Um, I think that will do it for our show today. We hit an hour, the hour mark just now. Yeah. Um, any final remarks before we close off the show for, I suppose this, uh, this season. Yeah, just thanks uh, to everybody for making it a memorable one. Yeah. Um, I would like to thank everyone for watching the podcast, not only today's, but for all of them so far. It's been a true pleasure doing these podcasts and highlight reels for you all, um, for your viewing pleasure. I cannot even put into words how grateful I am for the Mitchell Hawks for giving me the opportunity as well uh, as the Mitchell Hawks uh, community for being so open and welcome to me and this whole idea. Um, I'd like to thank Scott, um, who took time each week out of his very busy schedule and away from his family uh, to do these podcasts. Uh, thanks to Chuck Basti, who came up with the whole idea, because without that, none of this would be happening at all. Thank you to the players and coaches who have welcomed me to this team with only five games remaining and letting me do what I do. Thank you to all of the guests we've had on the show, Dawson, Corey, Josh, Mark, Andrew, Louie, for all jumping out of your comfort zone and coming on the podcast, as well as all the other players who we just didn't have enough time to include on the podcast this year. Um, and one last thing schools out to all of you um, who have been involved. Um, as mentioned, this is my college internship. And uh, because of all of you, I get to now graduate college. Um, so thank you all very much for watching. Uh, goodbye for now, uh, but not forever.